0: Hey, thanks for joining us. Today, we continue our journey uh, of growing in Christ through Ephesians and these audio podcast devotionals. And I'm here with Steve Thompson and Jeff Steele. And I'm Steve Durr. Steve Durr with your beautiful radio voice. Thank you Sultry very much. Sultry
1: and dulcet.
0: And what exactly does dulcet mean? Do you know?
1: No. You'll have to Google I'm gonna it. I'm going to pull that up just fancy to make sure.
0: And nice. It, make, it means nice. I, I have no idea. Pretty I've looked frilly. it up, and pretty, dulcet, <laughs> dulcet means...
1: I'd imagine sweet, because that's sweet probably a, a Latin base. and
0: soothing, oh, often and used ironically.
1: And I know Latin. All right, Dol- there Dol- you J. go. All right, Jeff Steele, you want I to say something? A J, that's a musical term.
0: I've lost control. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Jeff, or, any, uh, you want to say anything?
1: Hi, welcome. That works out. To the podcast.
0: That's awesome. All right, well, it's great having you here as uh, we did last week, uh, Monday through Thursday. A different uh, person from our Watermark Church faith family uh, is sharing a, a section of Scripture through Ephesians and then commenting on it. And then on Friday... Um, a few of us are getting together just to talk about some of the themes of that passage and kind of capping out the week in a panel style.
1: Which I personally love that we've got so many watermarkers a part of this. Right. A, because I don't have to do as many. But B, <laughs> just kidding, I love doing these. But B, At I seriously, I lo- we have so many <laughs> teachers. We have a lot of teaching gift in, uh, well, of course, you're going to have a lot of certain gifts. But, man, it's been so great to hear watermarkers' takes and hear from their stories.
0: That's true. That's a good point. Um, so one thing that we did is we threw out on Facebook um, on our watermark Facebook page. Yes. Are there any? Yeah, just recently, <laughs> like five minutes ago. No, I'm just joking. Uh, but we we threw out a, a question uh, and said, "Is there any any thoughts or any questions you'd love discussed for our panel time?" And uh, a great a great man. I won't give his name. Mark. I just did. It's on Facebook, Um so. Mark said yeah, it's on our Facebook page you can look it up. Um so anyways, Mark asked this question. Um I'd like to have us discuss accepting God's grace. Uh it's easy to read and even understand, but in actual practice, it's really easy to fall back into thinking there's no way we are worthy. And I think he's saying we're no, you know, we're not worthy of receiving that grace. And so uh, just to recap where we've been, um, we've been at the tail end of Ephesians chapter 1 and then for uh, most of Ephesians chapter 2, which is heavy on God's grace and uh, and how we come to know God uh, through his son. And it's not something we earn, it's something we receive as a free gift. And so, I mean, how would you guys define grace just to help our listeners out with?
2: Yeah, unearned favor. Unearned favor. I think that's the
0: the old Bible College definition. Something, right. Something along those right. lines. How about you, Tom? Do you anything from Asbury Seminary?
1: No, I got nothing. <laughs> I've, I've just got a story. Okay. Well, there's this girl named Grace. I don't have a story. I'm okay. A man. I don't like where this is headed.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was going nowhere. Uh, but that's okay. We've got Grace for you. Uh, yeah, Grace. I always I always think of it as um you know, uh, receiving something that you do not deserve. Right. Um, and, and mercy being not getting what you deserve and grace being getting what you don't deserve. That's kind of a little way I thought about it. So when we think of being saved or coming to know God in Jesus Christ, uh, that's an act of grace. And so Mark's saying, how do we embrace that and accept that? Why don't we talk a little bit about that whole phenomenon, saying okay we're only saved by god's grace through faith and uh it's what he's done not what we've done and yet we can't get that through our thick skulls uh are you guys familiar with that phenomenon of thinking that way
1: well i think having grown up in a christian home being you know a pastor's kid a missionary's kid being the you know whatever good kid like didn't do anything crazy that got me in trouble there's a natural affinity toward the I, but I'm a good kid. <laughs> like, what, what actually am I going to be found guilty of? But the longer I've lived in life, the more and more in touch I've gotten with how much I truly suck. Um, <laughs> to put it bluntly, there's just stuff in my life. There's sin in my life, There's stuff that I know is not of God. And I'm just more and more aware of it. And the more I've become aware of my shortcomings, my weakness... All of that, the more dependent I've become on on God's grace, like daily, like I can't make it, I can't do this the right way if God, you don't show up. And so for me, it was interesting as I was thinking about that, I thought of Paul in Romans talking about where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. And so I think there's a very real sense that those who have been rescued from much, Are thankful for much. There's this greater sense of dependency and desperation for grace because we know we can't get out of it. Now Paul turns around and says, so if that's the case, should we go on sinning so that grace can increase? And he's like, no, that doesn't make any sense either. That's not the call. But there's still, I think, if we want to be able to live out of it experientially, I think the openness and willingness to look at just how imperfect we are right and I'm I'm not saying beat yourself up I'm not saying guilt complex I'm not saying you know the old monastery way of self-flagellation you know with the monks beating themselves with lead tip whips that's not what I'm talking about I'm just talking about just an awareness that we are not where God wants us to be and we can't get there without him and he doesn't want us to he's saying would you stop trying and would you let me give you a hand (laughs) and so for me that's just as I've gotten older I feel like I've gotten more and more in touch with my desperate need for it.
0: Okay. So for you, you've been able to embrace grace more as you've
1: realized you need it more. Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
0: So that's good. So one of the things that we can uh, maybe do or would be helpful in embracing grace is to, again, recall the fact we desperately need it and be honest about our life, about what we Uh, who we are, the fact that we're sinners, the fact that we desperately need it. And to review that a little bit, like you said, not to beat yourself up, but to be reminded of how much God has done to bring us to himself. And it's a gift. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. How about you, Jeff? Any thoughts on this whole subject matter?
2: Yeah, it seems like there's two different kind of obstacles. Um, The first one, it seems like you're talking about, uh, Thompson, the... The whole, I don't really need that much grace because I'm a good kid or I'm, I'm a good person. I grew up in a, you know, in the church and, 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 you know, I can, I can say that same thing. Like I, it wasn't until I really understood my own wretchedness, (laughs) you know, that God's grace really became real to me. Um, Because until, until you really come face to face with that, like, wow, I, I really do have a dark heart. Like my heart is really broken. And deceitful and so on the front side it's like you don't it's hard to embrace the grace of of god because we tend to defend ourselves we tend to you know i'm not that bad i don't really need that much i'm okay so that's that's kind of the first obstacle to me the second obstacle is the on the other side where you get to okay i really am a bad person or, it, okay, maybe not I'm a bad person, but, like, I have the same darkness that I see and that I hate in the world around me. That lives in my heart, too. Right, I know right. that I'm capable of that same thing. So understanding that's who I am and that's who I could be, now I feel I don't deserve it. Yeah. And now I feel like you want to offer me something. Well, how can I accept that from you because I haven't? I haven't earned that? I don't, I mean, you can't. You can't just find me in a in a gutter somewhere and just come along and say, oh, here you go. Here's everything you ever wanted. Like that's that's terrible. You can't do that because I'll just I'll just blow it. I'll just, you know, I mean, I I I can drive myself uh, to uh, complete, you know, desperation and bankruptcy and whatever. And I have nothing. If you come along and like bail me out. Now what, I, I'm, I'm still irresponsible. How am I going to learn if yeah. you just come and bail me out? And so for some of us, I, I think that grace feels like a bailout. Yeah. And it feels like this just thing that you, you
1: can't just give right. that to somebody. They have to, they got to do something to get it. They have there. to it, show
0: they're, they're worth
1: it. Yeah. And yeah. that's where it's almost like obscene and offensive, especially when somebody else is getting it, because it's certainly not fair. It's nowhere close to fair. Right. And I love how Andy Stanley talks about how we don't actually want fair because if we got fair, we would not like. We'd it. all but, be in trouble. Yeah. But like just the the whole offensiveness of Jesus' parable of the people getting hired at the very end of the day, hardly doing a lick of work and still getting paid the exact same amount as everybody who's been slaving the entire day, right? And that happens over and over again. And Jesus is good with it. He's like, "Yep, that's grace." Mm-hmm. It's it can be offensive. Right. Because it's completely unearned. That's good. Uh, One
0: of the things that we talked about before we started recording is um, some of the other ideas or thoughts on how to fully embrace grace in your life. And so we've just kind of mentioned, again, recognizing our deep need for that. But we also talked about the experiential aspect. So one of you guys want to share a little bit about that?
1: Jeff has an awesome story about
0: it.
2: Yeah. Um I uh, So on on that discussion, it it almost feels a little bit like the whole prodigal son story. Okay. So the prodigal son, I think you might have referenced him in your last yeah, message. Last right, message. Yeah. Uh so he goes away, he spends everything, he comes home, and he says, I'm not worthy. To be called your child and the father embraces him and you're come on, you're my son, you come back in the family. And for
0: some of us, older brother types, <laughs> we might think We've been playing by the rules. Well,
2: right? and and you we might think, did he learn anything? Like, shouldn't he have had to say, I've learned my lesson at least, or something, and right. before before the father just extends and lavishes all this grace on him? Um, and I, and I think that's kind of what we're waiting for. Mm-hmm. We're waiting for that moment of, okay, I've learned it and I won't do it again. Like, cause otherwise that that's the fear. Like, well, he's just gonna, he's gonna take another half and he's going to go off and, and do the same thing again. Um, so we almost feel like, we almost feel like that's an enabling kind of thing. Um, which is not the way that God gives grace. <laughs> That's an enabling uh, kind of thing. I mean, it's a transformative. When God gives grace, He gives it in a transformative way, um, not in an enabling way. But we have that kind of barrier, hmm. I, think, I think, to to accepting that. Yeah, certainly. Um, and and there's definitely an an idea of. Um, not being worthy of it or okay, so here's so here's kind of my hang up. Um we'll just dive into my uh neuroticness uh this, <laughs> in is this podcast. Get the attention off me be, for a little bit it's gonna be scary. Um so I'm I'm a pretty sarcastic uh, kind of person. I don't know if you guys know that about me.
0: Well I mean um, that is your sin issue. It, it's my <laughs> that shows all the time it's, it's and my, causes us to weep. I
2: like to think of Show it me. as
0: a spiritual gift.
2: Right. Um, From the devil. Of sarcasm.
0: That kind of spirit.
2: So <laughs> when, when I'm, in, in terms of my own self and my own relationship with God, I'm, I'm the kind of guy to most likely think, hey, God loves me. But then again, he loves everybody. <laughs> so, right, I'm not that special. So, right, right. like, to say God loves he you. He has to, right? Yeah, that's to. his job. It's like your he mom is saying, yeah, oh, right. you're so great. It's like, okay, thanks, Mom. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, he is our dad, Yeah, so you got to.
2: That's kind of that's what it feels like sometimes. So, all right, uh, this would be last fall, I believe. We, were, we had the Naturally Supernatural Conference. And I went into that conference really feeling like, man, I just really want a word from God. I, I would love to come out of this with a way, uh, something to say, man, God and really this con- spoke to And just me. for anyone
0: listening, this conference is about learning to hear God's voice, learning to hear God's voice right. for other people, stuff like that. So, right. Yeah, sorry. So I going. was hoping.
2: I'm like, uh, and, and, and that's not part of my normal church tradition. That's not toward part of my upbringing. Like, you're going to get a word from God. That's not, that's not part of my right. normal experience. So um, I was really hoping for that. And I went into the conference, and I really felt like— um, so you guys know Barry. There's a guy named Barry, and uh, shout out to Barry because I think we'll hear from him at some point. Yeah, yeah in this, he In this and whole his whole life, Barb. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so I really felt like uh, along the way, God had really kind of prompted me to go sit by Barry that day, um, for whatever reason. I well, he's warm day. and, and he, cuddly. He's a, he's a cuddly teddy bear. He is. So, um, so we're hanging out during that day, and and Barry keeps saying, hey, "Hey, Jeff, God adores you." That was the word he used. God adores you, and. In my mind, my filter. I'm like, okay, I know, yeah. God loves me. God loves everybody. Duh. Okay. Um, and then as we're praying, we're, we're, there's a point in the day we're supposed to be praying for each other, and and Barry is praying for me. I don't know if I told him this part yet. Um, Barry's praying for me, and he's like, you know, thank you for just for all the good that you've given to Jeff and the, the blessings, and you know, all the stuff. And and uh, and I thought to myself while he was praying, I probably should have sat by somebody who doesn't think I'm great. <laughs> 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 who doesn't really know me because Barry like he's just nice and that's what he's gonna yeah. do so so I left that day I left that conference feeling like man I really wanted a word from God and I didn't really get one the following week we were also doing the experiencing God study at the time and I was a little bit behind um, in my study so the chapter that I was on the following week was talking about have you been hearing from God go back and review some of the previous lessons. So I went back and I was reviewing some of them. And the one that I really came to was uh, about hearing God speak. And the chapter was, um, or, or the statement that I underlined in it, was you have to be convinced of God's love for you. If you want to hear from God, you have to be convinced that he loves you. Mm-hmm. And, and in that study, if, if, the, the, who, if those of you who are listening, if you've done it, when you get to the end of the chapter, you're supposed to write out a little application statement and you're supposed to write a prayer. So the prayer that I had written for that day was, I believe, help my unbelief.
0: Right. Like, I believe that you love me, but at the same time, I have this doubt inside me.
2: Yes. Yeah. I know it to be true. I don't feel it necessarily. I right. don't always lean into that. Hmm. So through that and through the conference, you know, being just just kind of leaning into uh, understanding the way that God speaks to me um, really helped me identify. You know what? I really did get that word that I wanted. It's just, I just filtered it out yeah. because mm-hmm. to say, God adores you. Okay. I know that's true. You could say that to anybody and it would be true, but really came to understand that as a specific and personal message for me Yeah, that day.
0: And I think that's the power for those of you who um, have desired to learn to listen to God's voice. And then of course you jive it with scripture and all that. But um the the power I think of learning to hear God's voice for other people to get a sense that maybe God's speaking to them is that personal nature. It yeah. takes a general truth and brings it personal and all of a sudden you feel like God sees me, He knows me, he knows the circumstances, and he's speaking and that's that's powerful. so thanks for sharing that, Jeff. Yeah. Um, I'm going to close our time by just uh, wrapping up uh reading this this passage, Ephesians chapter two. Hey. Steve, yeah,
1: I know we're going a little bit long, but I just wondered if you wanted to throw out that little practical handle I think you were talking about earlier, just the recognizing God's grace around us that Jeff was mentioning. You were talking about just being thankful.
0: Oh yeah, sure, I'll do that. Um, just so so one thing that I think helps me is obviously we hit the side that says we are not worthy of God's grace. <laughs> so to recognize that and come to the end of ourselves, uh, like uh, those in um, AA and such, and recovery that says, you know, I'm powerless. I need God's grace. So there's that section of it. But then on the flip side, I think it's helpful to be thankful and, and maybe just begin every day when you feel like you're not uh, worth the grace or the, the lo- worth the love and adoration of God, just to say, God, I'm not worth it. Um, I'm not worthy, but thank you for it. And to continue to say thank you for those things, for His salvation, for His forgiveness, for His love, for His grace, and I think um, it—you know—it's like when you receive a gift. Uh, the worst thing to do is argue with a person on why you don't deserve it. That takes the the joy of the gift away. Yeah. When you say thank you, that's when both you and the person who's given it to you uh, come alive, right? So I think being thankful is is a huge help. But so let me just close off with this passage. Ephesians 2 verse 8, God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Hey, have a great week, and uh, we'll see you next time.